Hi everyone, welcome to the third podcast. My name is Sarah Nelson and welcome to Nelson Podcast. So I was kind of re-listening to the first two podcasts, noticed a bunch of mistakes, (laughs) as I'm sure you've all noticed as well. And I was listening and I kind of found out that I never really told you guys more about me. Um, I told you guys about the problems that I face and the problems that I go through, but I feel like you guys don't really know about me. Um... And like what I like to do in my spare time, what I like to listen to, like all that stuff, all that fun stuff. So um, the real reason I started a podcast itself was because I started listening to podcasts on my free time at work. Um, As many of you don't know, I'm an optician. I work for Target Optical here in South Philadelphia. And it's... It's extremely easy. It's an easy job if you know what you're supposed to know and you're very knowledgeable about the eyes and the glasses and the contacts and all that fun stuff. Um, I've been working there since November and I am... I took in so much information in that time that I just, I feel like I can tell you anything about glasses or contacts, anything at all, and I can help you out. Um, But with that, I spend a lot of time by myself, kind of, we only have two days or sometimes three where a doctor will come in and can give exams for your eyes. But on the days where the doctor doesn't come in, it's pretty slow. I mean, we'll have customers that walk in and want to bear purchase glasses and stuff. And obviously, we'll sell them to them. But it's not going to be a whole long day. So I'm there from 10am to 8pm most days. So it's like, I need other things to occupy my time. And that's where podcasts came into. Um, With podcasts, I just found it simple because all I had to do was pop in one of my headphones, my wireless headphones. I could leave my phone on the desk and I could just walk around my store doing what I needed to do, but still be listening to a podcast and still be entertained. It kind of makes the time go by faster. Um, So the first podcast I really started listening to was Crime Junkies. Crime Junkies is a podcast about true crime. It's hosted by Ashley Flowers and her best childhood friend, Britt. Um, They're from Illinois. So kind of in the beginning, a lot of the cases are from Illinois too. But then they start covering like important cases like the Garden State Killer, the Long Island State Killer, um, the Zodiac Killer, like all that stuff. They start covering all of them. So it's pretty cool to listen to. Um, Ashley is completely amazing and she's so dedicated to these podcasts and getting as much research, accurate research, I should say, as much accurate research as she possibly can. It's just, it's amazing. Um, Another one I started listening to was, and that's why we drink. Um, So basically, and that's why we drink are two best friends again, Em and Christine and M will tell you a ghost story in the beginning, and then Christine will tell you a true crime story at the end. So it's kind of like the best of both worlds. Like if you like the paranormal, and then you like also true crime as well. That's kind of like the best of both worlds. Um, it's called, and that's why we drink because at the beginning, they Christine is normally drinking wine. At the beginning of the series, M was drinking milkshakes, and they basically just told you why they were drinking what they were drinking. Um, And yeah, uh, another one I started listening to is Two Girls, One Ghost. 
basically just ghost stories that two girls tell you about. Um, it's pretty cool as well if you're into ghost stories and stuff. Um, other than podcasts, I obviously watch YouTube as well. Um, but it's so funny because I feel like my podcast interest and my YouTube interest are two totally different things. Like with podcasts, I love the true crime. I love the paranormal. I love all that stuff. But with my YouTube, I normally just, I literally keep it like funny or like if I'm learning something or like something like that. So with YouTube, I watch David Dobrik and the whole vlog squad. If you don't know who David Dobrik and the vlog squad are, 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 then it's like you're living underneath a rock because these kids are fucking hilarious. They're all around my age. So like I'm 25. They're all like around my age. Um, David Dobrik is a 22 year old, like millionaire from Slovakia. And he's killing it. Basically he was literally, his videos are only four minutes and 20 seconds long. So he crams a shit ton of stuff in those four minutes and 20 seconds. And it just makes it 20 times better. And like, it's just so funny. And the collages he'll do is just so funny. And then you have the rest of the vlog squad. My go-to is always Zane and Heath. Zane and Heath are the funniest ones that I come across. So Zane Hadaji, Hajazi, and Heath Hussar. They're fucking hilarious. I love them. And then other than like the funny stuff, that I watch. Um, I actually, I also watch like fishing videos. So me and my boyfriend, David, we watch, um, Fisherman's Life. So with Fisherman's Life, his name's Matt. He lives over in Northern California and he basically just goes fishing along the coast of California and like all up it. So like, he'll go to like Washington and stuff like that. Um, it's just, he's amazing. He catches a bunch of lingcod, a bunch of rockfish. And with that, like, he'll teach you, well, he won't teach you, but, like, he'll cook it, too. So, like, you'll see, like, how he makes it and stuff. And nine times out of ten, he's doing it outdoors. So, the whole thing is just outdoors. Matt's, he's great. He's also very educational. So, like, as you watch him, he teaches you what he does as he's doing it, which I absolutely love. Um, another one I watch is Deer Meat for Dinner, Robert Arrington. So with Dear Me for Dinner, he um, lives in Jupiter, Florida with his wife, Sarah, and his two daughters. Um, Sarah also has a channel called Dear Mom. Um, I normally just watch Dear Meat for Dinner, though, with Robert. Um, he likes to go out fishing a lot in the ocean with his brothers or just his friends because they all live by him. So they'll go out fishing and they'll catch stuff like Mahi Mahi, they'll catch grouper, um, redfish, like stripers, like all this stuff that they're catching in the ocean. And it's just awesome. Um, but yeah, that's kind of like what I do with like YouTube and like on my phone and stuff. Um, I obviously do watch regular TV. I don't actually watch that much regular TV, like to follow along a series. Um, I do watch Game of Thrones though. That's something I've always watched. Um, I got that from my older sister, Sharon. She was reading the books and she was watching it. And me and Sharon, when I was growing up, we've always had a similar interest in movies and like TV shows and like books that we would read. So I figured that if Sharon was liking it, that I would like it too. And I was absolutely right because I fell in love with the TV show and I've been watching it ever since. Um, Another one that I recently just got into was Chernobyl. That's also done by HBO. And it takes you to USSR Chernobyl. And when 
um, the explosion happened. And that's actually turned into like a really good TV show. I think it's only going to be a mini series, I think. But so far, so good. I've only watched two episodes of it because that's all that's out. But it's really good. I like it. It's entertaining. Um, <clears throat> so obviously, other than my interest, you have my family. Um, I have a huge family. Like this family, I could tell you about them for days with all the stuff that they've done and everything that... <laughs> <laughs> it's just crazy. It's just crazy. So I myself have four sisters. My oldest is Sharon. She is married to my brother-in-law, Troy. And um, she has two stepdaughters, Haley and Hannah, which beautiful, beautiful girls. I love them. They're so sweet, so kind. Um, and then we have my sister, Samantha. Um, Sam is a teacher for first grade. So she's Sam's the brilliant one of all of us. She's the one that has gone to college. She's the one that has got her master's degree in education. Samantha has always prided herself in her education. And honestly, I pride myself on her education too. Like I will sit there and I will rant and rave about Sam and how proud I am of her. And I will show her off. Don't get me wrong. I will show off all my sisters. Um, I don't even think I told you, but Sharon's a corrections officer. Um, that's actually how she met my brother-in-law, Troy, because he's also a corrections officer. So that's what they do for a living. Um, kind of funny. Never in my life thought that Sharon was going to be a corrections officer. Sharon grew up, like, her whole life with, like, pink and, like, she was the princess and everything. So having her be this... It makes sense because she was kind of a bully when we were growing up. But at the same time, it kind of threw us all off. With Sam, we always knew she was going to do something like this. She was always had that motherly instinct in her. Um, and yeah, that's just Sam. And then it's me. I'm the middle child. I know. Middle child's the best. I, don't get me wrong. I know. Um, and then we have Stephanie. Steffi and me are actually only 18 months apart. So we're extremely close in age. Um, when we were younger, I feel like we didn't get along at all. Steffi is most definitely the free-spirited one out of all of us. Um, Steffi is your go-to if you want some kind of advice. But because she's been through so much, I feel like. She's been through so much with relationships and all that stuff. Steffi has such a hard time with relationships and it kind of makes me feel bad for her. But at the same time, she's very knowledgeable and she's very smart about relationships too because she has gone through so much with them. Um, and then you have the baby of them all, Sydney. Yeah, I know. She got the special name, Sydney, like Sydney, Australia. Um, Sydney is the baby of the family. Um, she... She's actually someone that I rant and rave about, too. Um, Sid took a year off of schooling after she graduated high school and then went straight back to school with Jean Madeline, um, got her license to be a licensed cosmetologist. So she, like, cuts hair and stuff. But, yeah, she loves her job, and I just love that she found something that she truly is interested in. Um, my parents... So my mom is a secretary for a furniture store here in downtown Philadelphia. She's been there for, geez, probably like 11 years already. She's worked there for that company. Um, yeah, she loves it. She's been there for years. Um, everyone's so nice that she works with. Just, 
just a great family that she works with. It's like a family-owned business, so it's a great family. Um, my dad, Danny, he is a truck driver. He drives for um, Ambrosia. It's like a fruit. It's like a fruit and vegetable place over in New Jersey. So he drives there. Uh, my stepdad, he is a fucking trooper. He'll wake up at two in the morning so he can get ready for work, and then he'll get home at like maybe two in the afternoon take a little nap and then go pick my mom up from work he's just such an amazing guy um my birth father melvin he did construction my whole life he has always done construction like ever since i was little ever since i was born i'm pretty sure he's always done construction so he's always building something he's always going around somewhere stuff like that um yeah and then we just have my huge crazy family um there has oh my god my family's fucking wild um especially my mom's side the tanzac side that family is fucking crazy but i love them to death they're crazy but i love them to death um so yeah my mom my dad's side my grams is still there she actually just retired from work a few years ago so congratulations to grams um and my grams has always just been such the sweetest person you could ever meet um there has most definitely been some judgment passed on her because of certain things that she did in her past while she was raising my father and his brothers but in all honesty I she's my grams in all honesty she's my grams and I will always love her and I'll always care about her um so yeah that's basically about it for my family um nothing too crazy really happens in them just like a normal family you have everything you have dysfunctional ones you have functional ones you have ones who think they know better you have ones who thinks that their shit don't stink like all that stuff you have everyone you know it's just a normal family um as most of you probably noticed, I refer to my stepdad as my actual father um, for the simple fact of my birth father had left us, I want to say, like four or five years ago. He like just moved to South Carolina and like just slowly but surely stopped talking to everyone in the family. Um, that includes my Grams and his brothers. It's actually something that I still struggle with like to this day to try and understand why he did that and it's just something that I always struggle with um my family all has their own feelings about it um my sisters most definitely all have their own feelings about it um my uncles all have their own feelings about it even my grams has their own feelings about it if I feel like if it was up to my grandmother and she could take him back, she would. If she could have it that he's in her life tomorrow, she totally would. And I honestly, I don't blame her for that. I really can't blame her at all for that because that's her son. Do you get, you know, like that's her flesh and blood. Don't get me wrong. I'm his flesh and blood, but obviously he doesn't feel that type of way. And I just feel bad for my grams at this point because I feel like she has so much hope for him. She has so much hope that he's going to come back and he's going to be the same person that he was when we were growing up or the man that she raised him to be. And he's just not that anymore. And I feel completely sorry for that. 
Um, there have been a lot of things that have happened in all of our lives that Mel has not been there for. And I think with all of the events that have happened, that's kind of the reasoning as to why my sisters have cut him off completely. Uh, like my sister Sharon, she got married, everything. He didn't come to any of that. I think that was her breaking point with it, basically. That was her like, no, I can't do this anymore to myself. Um, I really don't know any of my other sisters' breaking points. I don't really think Steffi ever had one. I think Steffi was just always okay with him just leaving because they never really had a relationship in the first place. Um, But yeah, it's like everyone takes it differently. So everyone's going to deal with it and handle it differently. Um, I'm not going to say that the way I'm handling it is the best way to handle it because I most definitely feel like I'm still trying to deal with it and trying to cope with it. And that's something that I have to deal with and cope with every single day. Uh, But it's something that's most definitely getting easier for me to understand. Um, And just like, as I sit here and as I live my life and as he still isn't there while I live my life, it's just kind of putting it all into perspective for me. Um, like I said, I have a boyfriend. I've been dating him for four years. His name's David. And I do plan on marrying him. I do plan on spending the rest of my life with him. And I can tell you this right now, that he will probably never meet my birth father. He will probably never meet my birth father. And when me and Fim decide to have children, my children will never meet him as well. Um, Fim has a different view on this. Fim view, Fim's view is that if he does try to come back into our lives, and we do have children at that point, to... I don't even know if I'm saying this right, but to kind of give him that option to be there for my children like he wasn't for me and that's how Fim sees it I myself I don't see it like that because I don't want to put Fim or my children through that through like what I felt um like say he does want to come back and he does want to live his life with me and like my sisters and I do allow him to come back into it and he builds our relationship with my children and with my husband. I don't want him to just up and leave again and have my children and my husband to go through what I'm going through right now. So I think there's like a protective part of me who just doesn't want anyone to feel what I'm feeling right now because I would not wish this on my worst enemy to have a parent walk out on you. I would not wish that on my worst enemy. Having them walk out on you is just, I feel like it's 20 times harder than having them die. Because when you have them die, you have that kind of peace of mind to where you know where they're at and you know they're happy and you know they're watching, watching over you and they're happy for what you do, you're doing with your life. Um, with him, it's like, I know what state he lives in. But that's about it. Like, there's nothing else that goes on with that. And there's nothing else that can be done with that. It's like, it's just like, it, you, you, get, you just get stuck in that what if section. And that what if section is kind of that section that gives me the most dread. Because I hate the what ifs. I hate what ifs. 
But yeah, that's kind of what I deal with on a daily basis of like the what ifs in my life and what can and cannot happen. Um, But yeah, I think that's about it for today's podcast, this week's podcast, actually. Thank you so much for joining me and I will see you next week. Bye.